0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the first All Systems Argo Oscars Megasode. Today, we push Argo onto the back burner and bring the Academy into the spotlight. The 2022 Oscars was the most eventful in recent history, so let Jamal and I put you up on which of the Best Picture nominees are worth watching and listen to us break down the event of the year. Hello and welcome to the All Systems Argo Mega Sode.
1: Mega <laughs>
0: Today we are talking about the 2022 Oscars. We are doing a pre and post call. So we are going to be talking about the Oscars before they happen. Uh, just me and my wonderful co host
1: whoop 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 it's me jamal as always uh we are so excited to talk about the 94th academy awards Uh, oh man
0: yes we're talking about the 2022 oscars and this is us recording before we've seen them yes
1: the first half will be before the oscars occur and the second half later will be once the oscars occur so we get to kind of check on what we think is going to happen, check on what has happened, uh, and kind of go around. So, um, I know we got a couple things to jump onto, right? I
0: had a Academy Awards movie week where I watched every nominated movie, except for King Richard. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, watched every single one, while my co-host, Jamal... <laughs>
1: Uh, now, you see, I thought about watching all of the different Oscar movies to think about best picture and decide kind of which one deserves it. But the thing is, uh, I, ca- I don't care. I care far <laughs> less than my co-host <laughs> Jess does.
0: <laughs> so, you know. For the record, Jamal was invited to this Oscar oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Oh,
1: I was invited I'm highly encouraged.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't give
1: Oh, there's so many movies, and I'm not interested in nearly any of them, and we'll talk about the ones I'm kind of interested in later. Um, so I didn't do that, although I do have some topics about, um, well, there's been a lot of hullabaloo about these Oscars. Uh, they've been adding some uh, fan-favorite elements and discarding some others, so we're going to get into that as well.
0: Awesome. Alrighty then. <laughs> So for our listeners, let's get started talking about these nominations. Yes.
1: So um, for Best Picture specifically, the Best Picture nominees for 2022, we had ten movies. Oof, excuse me. We had Don't Look Up, uh, Netflix's comedy satire uh, from Adam McKay. Oh. We goodness. had. <laughs> Nightmare Alley, uh, Guillermo del Toro's remake uh, of an of an older film starring Bradley Cooper. We had Kenneth Branagh's uh, Belfast, um, a family drama uh, during the the Troubles in Ireland. Uh, the aforementioned uh, King Richard, uh, which, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, you weren't going to watch for a very specific reason.
0: Oh, certainly. Um, <laughs>
1: Number six, uh, what we had, we had a Coda, um, a, a slightly surprising smash hit, a Sundance movie, and a, a family drama as well. We had uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune, which we've talked about on the pod before. We had statutory rape comedy drama Licorice Pizza oh, from Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake. Three hour long, drive my car from Ryusuke Hamaguchi, uh, nominated for best picture as well, and one of uh, the rare movie that um, the rare, I don't know, best picture nominee coming from someone who's not American and not white. Rare to get that combo. Uh,
0: always powerful a good time. combination.
1: Absolutely. And then finally, Jane Campion's
0: The Power of the Dog. Um, a, uh, we love a Benedict Cumberbunch cowboy drama.
1: <laughs> love to get some Benedict Cumberbunch uh, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst energy. Um, so why don't we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it. Jess, what did you think about these movies? What was good? What was bad? What didn't you watch?
0: Okay. I fucking loved Coda. Coda was such a moving story that honestly, if it doesn't win, it's a crime. (laughs) A crime has been committed. Um, It has such a great, fully fleshed out story. Um, It really is, it gives you a peek into deaf culture. It touches on classism. It touches on a coming of age story it really was like a truly beautiful coming of age story where a, a young girl comes into her own she has to decide hey i like this boy at school i you know i'm dealing with the pressures of being known for having a disabled family right that's not something that's fair to her but she's teased about it and she's bullied She also supports her family um, actively both in, you know, fishing as well as translating. Um, But she wants to pursue music and go to college for it. And that's something that her family can't engage in um, because her family members are deaf. And to be clear, you know, I'm using the word disabled, but That's something that the world has decided, not something that a lot of deaf adults would view themselves as, um, or deaf young people. The world is just simply not built to accommodate them. And the movie really, really shows that. And it's so touching seeing the way the family interacts and the way that they still support her and the steps that it takes to really get to that Space
1: that's really good to hear. Coda was not something that was really on my radar uh, coming into the Oscars, so it'll have to go on my list. I mean, I know it's a it's a favorite to win. Um, yeah, it's certainly one of the top choices. and um one of the main actors was nominated has been nominated as well for his performance. so that was Troy Kotzer playing the father.
0: yes, oh my gosh, I So I watched this with one of our close friends um, and just there, there was crying. There was quite a bit of crying. This movie was so moving, you know, seeing how, you know, and the father's role, just seeing how he wanted to support his daughter in pursuing music, but was trying to figure out how to engage with it. Like the whole family goes to see her recital but they're too far away to see her lips, to know what she's saying, to try to read her lips. They are unable to engage with it in the way that those of us who are hearing folks would.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you have this scene where you can hear her singing and then it pans, the, the camera moves around to the family. And at first you hear the sound, but then you no longer hear it. Mm-hmm. And it, cuts to their perspective and so you see them looking around and seeing how everyone around them is touched by their daughter's voice
1: that's i mean that's really cool that sounds like a really well done i mean wow well i mean that's that's (laughs) great so you cannot cannot recommend coda enough
0: uh absolutely uh (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I can say I've been hearing uh, Jess and their close friend uh, talk about CODA for several weeks. I can confirm. Um, (laughs) CODA, strong recommendations coming uh, from the pod.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I've talked to you about it so much, you should have watched it.
1: (laughs) Uh, I probably will. Coming-of-age movies are not what I generally like. And family dramas. So it's really, it's a one-two. So I will I will watch it uh, at some point. It's just not something I would have ever watched if you didn't tell me it's great. Like, it's on my list only because of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I don't particularly care. I like coming-of-age stories, but I don't particularly care for family dramas. Mm. Um, but I very much enjoyed this one. And I feel like I learned a lot as well. You know, it's so, I think it's so important to see... How people who are, you know, different from myself engage with the world, and how the world Absolutely. engages with them back, um, and the ways in which we should still relate to everyone um, through the human experience.
1: Well, that's that's. Uh, I mean, one of the things that film is most powerful at doing, and yet we don't see it nearly as much as we should.
0: Yeah, so can't recommend it enough.
1: <laughs> right. well coda strong positives let's keep on going i guess we're gonna go from ascending to descending order so what do we have next
0: uh so for going well wow. i mean there's a
1: tier there is a tier list that was created
0: we did in fact uh tweet uh, a tier which list. you can
1: see uh, at argopod uh, you can see our tier list there
0: <laughs> nice shout out jamal <laughs> hashtag mm-hmm, always mm-hmm, be plugging mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so ABP. next we have drive my car Drive My Car was phenomenal. The main issue being that it's three hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of three hour movies hitting recently.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. But the problem that I the problem that I had was really that Drive My Car is a three-hour movie, but it could not be cut shorter. <laughs> you know, we were having the discussion, you know, me and the folks who I was watching it with that it would have made a great miniseries mm. because it focuses on so many like specific, there's specific parts, almost like arcs. And you know, you're following this couple where you find that the wife is cheating and the way that the husband pretends it's not happening Mm-hmm. Um, saying that he sort of he he sort of pretends it's not happening, and then you kind of learn to understand that he's like rationalized this as a part of her creative process because they both like write and act to ge- and perform to- together in a way. She writes, he acts, and gotcha. he pr- and he also directs, um, and produces these actors, and he has he's known for this like very specific type of way of producing actors, I'll say. Mm. Um, This very specific direction where he has different people, uh, different actors play different characters, but the way that they play the characters is they can't, they don't know what each other is saying. They're all speaking a different language.
2: Mm. So
0: they all have to memorize the rhythm of the script to be able okay. to respond even though they don't understand each other. That's fascinating. So after his wife dies suddenly he has another script to produce um, and he hears her voice in his head through the writing and he ends up encountering the actor he saw his wife sleeping with before she passed. And he ends up lay- he ends up taking the lead role in the movie. Okay. Wow. And they both have very clearly seen different sides of this woman. And they have such different interpretations of her and different memories. And the young actor has this fascination with the wife And cannot stop talking to this man about it, Um, about how amazing she is and, or how amazing she was and how he wanted, wants to continue to be close to her, even, you know, in death essentially. And you, you watch, you know, this husband um, now widow just like slowly reach like almost like a, a breaking point where, he kind of is essentially trying to get this man to one, stop talking about his wife,
2: <laughs> right? Um,
0: but also trying to reconcile these images of her, you know, she tells like this story of like escape and rebirth and renewal and like kind of becoming a new person. But at the same time, the husband and wife are still close. They still have, they still spend time together. They, it, it's, it's very, there's so many layers to it. Um, and I would have to watch it. I, it's something I would watch multiple times to really unpack.
1: Gotcha. So, despite that, it's this three hour, very heavy drama that is deeply theatrical and, Based around relationships between living people and, uh, you know, the memories of people who have passed. Despite all of that, you would still watch it again to kind of unpack those layers of meaning.
0: Yeah. I would just watch it in sort of the arcs that are in it and stop after each arc. Mm. Um, because I believe we identified like probably I think it was like four arcs that the movie could have been split into. Um, but, um, I would absolutely rewatch it.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So that's kind of like the second, like, it's not quite Coda level, but it is very good. And even though it's, it's kind of a, it's a big undertaking, it's worth it.
0: Oh, certainly. Um, I don't think it'll win, unfortunately, um, because it is so cerebral. Sure. But I do think it is powerful to have, you know, a non-English language film. Win Best Picture, or well, you know, yes. be as a possible win for Best Picture.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've only we've had you know the one two years ago. Crazy that we've gotten another one so soon.
0: Yeah, honestly, I would
1: not have expected. It.
0: I I am glad to see film across the world be embraced by the U.S. Yes. Um, at the rate that it's currently going. You, as you know, I love Thai productions. Sure, um, yeah. I love Thai productions. I love German productions, and obviously Japanese and Korean works. Um, yeah,
1: I, you know. So I, I I'm. Think there's it's great to see having any having any having cinema that's not from just America and the UK is. Anytime you see that, it's fantastic. I'm still surprised that Parasite won in 2019. Yeah. So the fact that we have a three hour heavy cerebral drama nominated now is huge. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's very strong, very strong. I think next in the tier list was West side story. Although actually quick question. Did you watch the power of the
0: dog? Uh, Yes, we did.
1: Okay. That wasn't in the tier list.
0: Oh, my apologies. Power of the dog. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense though. Uh, all things considered, but, um, the power of the dog was also really good. I have mixed feelings because the acting was really great. It tells a story of essentially two ranchers, one who went to college, um, but chooses to sort of live as he chooses to live in the shadow of their mentor Okay. Um and that means sort of acting in a way that exudes toxic masculinity and also acting in a way that is more like lower class, denying his roots in like the ability to go to college, the ability to be elite. Gotcha. And uh like <laughs> even to the point of like refusing to shower because it's not so tough. Enough. Right?
1: And, and is you, this is Benedict Cumberbatch's
0: character. Yes. Um, and then we have the, you know, squeaky clean brother who I who wasn't able to graduate college, but who adopts the sort of wealthier aristocratic nature, but is also more meek in character. Gotcha. Um, and you watch them sort of go back and forth and, Obviously a woman is involved. (laughs) Sure. Um, You know, at one point and you're watching essentially the brother who sees himself as more upper class, finds himself falling in love with a woman who ran her own sort of like small, like cafe, not cafe restaurant, I guess she sells her life at home. Mary sells her land and everything um, marries him and they end up living with, she ends up living uh, amongst both brothers in like this large mansion. Gotcha. And she brings with her, her son, Peter. Um, And it's, it's, I don't want to, you know, spoil the ending. Yeah. But it really is a story about masculinity homosexuality and class mm. and I think it wraps itself up with how do we view and how how like what does it mean to be a man is sort of the like lens that I think the movie is trying to capture like is being a man being a tough is is being a man providing money is being a man protecting your family to what extent is are each of these things masculinity
2: hmm
1: and that that makes a lot of sense as well for Jane Campion who's a director who has taken a look at at masculinity and femininity and the ways especially that masculinity gets Sort of twisted and used to hurt uh, both men and women uh, in her career, going back to her first. Well, her first, her her break. The piano. She did top of the lake on TV recently. That looked at a lot of that, um, a lot of those same issues. So it does make sense that she would, you know, keep exploring those. Yeah. In you-, you know this adaptation of the novel,
0: and you have this you know woman who's kind of caught in between these two brothers the one brother played by Benedict Cumberbatch is like literally taunting and tormenting her um, and trying to get close to her son on honestly feeling like that's like an attempt to make her feel more alone and ostracized. Um, And then you have the other brother, the one who she married, who she thought she was going to be able to spend time with him, but he's so busy managing uh, and make making money essentially, and like managing like the town and like social status. That he he's he's thoroughly uninterested in spending time with her anymore.
1: Hmm. Gotcha.
0: Or sort of also puts her in positions where she has to entertain. Hmm. Um. It, it's it's very fascinating to watch. Also, like you know, her sadness and how her son deals with that.
1: Gotcha. And and if I remember correctly, Kirsten Dunst is sort of is the the woman in between. And then Jesse Plemons is her husband. Yes. Which they are, of course, married in real life and have played uh, opposite each other a bunch. Um, I've heard them get a lot of a lot of accolades for their acting as well, which, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, mirrors what you said earlier.
0: But yeah, uh, I, I definitely, I feel like Power of the Dog is kind of an intense movie. And sure. for something that's on Netflix, um, I didn't expect it to be that good.
1: I mean, Netflix Netflix has more and more recently, I think, has been coming for acclaim has been going for acclaim and, and and for big hit movies um as part of their bid to stay relevant which you know there's mixed success i mean they're one of their movies the mitchells versus the machines is up for an animation oscar this year right now as well uh tick tick boom was um was a netflix uh a netflix film as well and there's been some acting awards uh, put in for that the lost daughter there are, there are quite a few Netflix movies, Don't Look Up, of course, also nominated for an Oscar, though I, uh, um, my guess is that's less good of a movie.
0: We'll get down well, to that on the Well, if you want to talk
1: about Don't Why Look Up. Why not? Why not we jump to Don't Look Up, a movie which I refuse to watch and will continue to.
0: So, refusing to watch Don't Look Up is the, uh, exact thing to do. Uh, Great. <laughs> I, I... Re- I remember very specifically getting a call from my mother saying that she and my stepfather watched the first like 20 minutes of don't look up. And it was so bad. They had to turn it off. Nice. And and I thought, Oh, that's what's in store for me. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Um, So of course I watched all of don't look up and (laughs) So many scenes take place in that fucking fake Oval Office. It makes... It, it's it's mind-boggling. I get that this is like pandel- pandemic television. Like, this is supposed to be like that parallel. And it's very topical. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Sure, sure. Pandemic very much... Uh, I mean, obviously very much climate change.
0: But... I hated it. <laughs> I feel like it's supposed to have like these like deep parallels to... Like, exactly, to climate change, to the pandemic, to the way that people do not have a reaction to these, like, large-scale global catastrophes because they don't see it. They just don't believe that it's real. They deny everything about it. Like, I understand that, like, that's what it's supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. Um, They even have, like, parody Trump hats and, like... They do, they see the media doing both sides on like these very specific issues. I get it, right? It's very clear what is trying to be done in this movie. I don't understand why all of these famous people wanted to be in it. It feels <laughs> like old people wrote this movie. This is a very boomer fucking movie. <laughs> and it's a bad boomer movie. Like, it, it's such a bad boomer movie. I don't know how to express it, but I wish... I want to re-watch Moonfall. Like, <laughs> I,
1: yeah. I mean, I happily watched Moonfall and would happily watch it again uh, before I would ever touch Don't Look Up.
0: I feel like Moonfall is what Don't Look Up could have been another like version of like there's so there's so much like bashing of like young people in Don't Look Up and there's also like so much like fear of technology and <laughs> just it's honestly well, tragic to watch.
1: Well, Don't Look Up is an Adam McKay special and Adam McKay in my opinion has has had a downward slide for the entire 2010s decade but he hit he had a big hit with the big short and ever since then he's seen all of his projects seem to be going for that same big short i'm going to tell you about how about how bad things are in the world but well one i don't need adam mckay to tell me about climate change i'm good
0: just make a documentary like I,
1: I, yeah, like I don't understand that. Like The Big Short, at least was explaining a real thing. I don't think anyone needs that for climate change, but at least it would be something. I mean, I didn't watch or care about Vice either because I am not interested in a parody of of Dick Cheney. Mm. I, Me neither. I, I, I don't need that, and I don't need. Don't look up. I, I think it got a lot of stars because one it's a, i mean netflix has money to throw around it was adam mckay and i'm sure everybody filming it had a great time
0: i mean uh, i i'm sure that famous people enjoyed hanging out around other famous people absolutely and doing their thing but it is it's such a movie with no identity like yeah and it, it has hunger games in it obviously and she's cool or whatever but they oh, the
1: actress. I did not know what she
0: meant. Wild. Wild. But, like, the problem that I have, too, like, they didn't know whether her character was a millennial or a zoomer. Like, they, they're... Yeah, exactly. So it just... She becomes, like, this blend of, like, they don't know how memes work. It, it just...
1: Well, Adam McKay is a 53-year-old man. And, like...
0: And I just feel like, you know, maybe he should make movies that Focus on things that he understands.
1: He. I almost said. I almost said Don't Look Up was an Adam McKay joint earlier, which. I'm screaming not not unlike Spike Lee he is a filmmaker who makes a movie about everything. He like reads the paper and has oh look at th- these different things that are bad. I'm going to throw all of them in my movie and not pick a lane so everything is bad.
2: So it that's just what Do the looks
0: entire like. water it, it I feel like I feel like okay, if I'm being charitable, there was a good movie in there, right. Mm-hmm. Um, one that focused specifically on cri- climate change, or one that specifically focused on media and partisanship in our country, um, and the way that people follow without really gathering information. Um, there's, there's movies in here, you know, but we didn't get a movie that had any substance because the waters were so muddied. Mm. Like there's AI and tech in here. What? And like leaving I me mean, I've earth. read the
1: plot of this movie and it's crazy.
0: I I support actors having fun. I don't support it being nominated for best picture.
1: Also, you don't have to support them having fun when it's crap and it is so much money. Like it's fine. This looks like it sucks. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I
1: and Best Original Screenplay, it got nominated for both.
0: It's just one of those things where it it, it really gives the Imagine video.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does give uh, celebrities trying to be relevant energy, but, you know, they're all rich and most of them are white. And, you know, <sighs> I, there's yep. only so much that's going to happen.
0: Exactly. Um, so that's all I really have to say about Don't Look Up. Nice.
1: Um, you want to jump to West Side Story or to your C tier?
0: Um, I'm going to jump to West Side Story and just say something really simple. (laughs) Um, I went in not wanting to like this movie. Um, Steven Spielberg, I cannot like it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I, I could not like it. I I was and I love musicals also like I went in being like do we need another west side story and then I was like yes we do. Thank you. We did.
1: I'm going to West Side Story is one of the ones on this list that I am in fact going to watch. It won't even necessarily be a choice. I'll just like it's going to happen. I know too many people who love musicals and want to watch them and I'll watch West Side Story and I'll be like this is great.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I'll 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 wait until later to maybe, like, afterward to kind of reflect a little further on, what well, on West Side Story. But I do feel that while I'm happy to see trans people in media, the way that they added a trans character into the movie, it just felt very hollow. Mm. I would really rather see this, and this is obviously just my you know, way I would like representation done,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, you know, and obviously everybody has different ways of viewing these things, but he he felt very tacked on and it would have been a lot better. I feel to just have a trans man, be a member of the jets. Why does it have to be a whole like subplot of this character, like walking through beautifully choreographed dances, being out of place and wanting to be a member and being, you know, excluded. And then finally, you know, is included later, but it it's just felt very hollow and mm. it felt, you know, he like, he doesn't participate in any dance numbers.
3: Oh, really
0: yeah so you have like a trans male character who doesn't participate in any dance numbers is believed by everyone to be either like you're like gross you're not a one of us or like he's very like slippery like oh i get information (laughs) it's like okay so we have tricky gays gotcha (laughs) um that's us that's us we're we're trans and tricky um, and, <laughs> and we don't dance in this or sing in this dance and sing movie. I just think it would have been, I think it, the, the best form of inclusion is having folks there. And being included.
1: Sure. Like, it, it, for the way you're describing it does definitely give me LeFou from the Beauty and the Beast remake vibes. Like,
0: Yeah, I think in this story specifically, it would have been better if it wasn't pointed out that he was trans and he was just a member of the Jets. Yeah, like, it. It. it I, I do definitely agree that... And some people might argue that, like, that's not, like, good for the time period, but we're not one, we're not just talking about the time period. We're talking about the film that was made now. Right. Um, and two, um, even if we are taking the time period into an account, like butch people have always existed and <laughs> trans people have always existed cool. and they have blended into male spaces and they have blended yeah. into female spaces. So it's not impossible.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think making it a subplot, in a very small way is not.
0: Especially with the character, not singing or dancing or being a part of the story in that way.
1: That, that I did not know at all. And that's a very, like, I just, that's a lot. I don't know. It just seems like either you should just have your diversity in the movie or you do something like Coda where you have a story set in that world and show that perspective like, of a of a, a diverse viewpoint that you might not al- otherwise have. Like, don't do a weird in-between where they get, like, 10% of a story, but it's not, like, a good 10%, and they don't sort of mesh at all.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to kind of wrap with our C-tier of, like, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and uh, Dune. Ah, yes.
1: Dune, the only one I have seen, and we've talked about Dune before, I don't think our opinions have changed.
0: Yeah, Dune... I wish it was better. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Alley.
1: Oh, I do want to see that, so I'm curious.
0: I I loved Daddy Hellboy. <laughs> um I felt like there's such a thing as a movie being too cyclical. Hmm. And I think that the movie dropped the ball, to be honest. Um, I think that it got confused with its messaging uh, three quarters of the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And I think that I'm not going to start that conversation because it is a long one.
1: Sure. No, absolutely. I will say good on Ron Perlman for being in two, well, two major movies in 2021. And they're both nominated
0: (laughs) for Oscars. Nightmare Alley
1: and Don't Look Up. Good for Ron.
0: Yeah. Love Ron Perlman. Good for him. Also make that money. Um, yeah honestly right and then when it comes to licorice pizza i enjoyed oh. it until i realized it was statutory <laughs> it was still I, slow and weird like i was like is this how romance worked but <laughs> like is this like time air specific romance because this is not it for me <laughs> i wouldn't have liked this but <laughs> you know what i mean i'm uh, like, you know what i mean i was like i'm not the target demographic but, Absolutely, But I also felt very uh, strange about it with the age gap.
1: Well, there, she uh, is, isn't she 28 or I'm going to look it up. I mean, for me, I was already uninterested because it is very much the kind of movie that I do not like a period piece coming of age picture about white people, but um, also right. Then I learned that the main guy was 15 and uh, the main lady was 25 and that's I no,
0: what? No. It's it's one of those things where they don't show the passage of the time in the movie purposefully because they I think that someone understood that they can't do that. <laughs> like this <laughs> it's wholly inappropriate. You know, I've seen arguments made online about how oh well they don't do anything special explicitly sexual i think that he's 15
1: yeah and she's not like 18 or like 19 in college
0: and a scene about her feeling weird about it doesn't make up for the fact that he's 15
1: there is a 10 year age difference and he is 15.
0: there is such a drastic difference between a 10 year age gap between 20 and 30 30 and 40. The older you get the less the age gap matters because the I, experiences that you have um, and the development of your brain
1: Jess I'm I'm just gonna different. jump in here. We do not need to defend the viewpoint. That a 25-year-old and a 15-year-old should not date.
0: We don't. We don't have I'm, to. I'm, We're good. We are it's just it's so crazy to me. It, insane. insane. I, I've seen so many articles of people being like, oh, get over it. It's not a big deal. And I feel like a visceral anger. Like, I it's it it Children are so I, vulnerable. Like, just it's so And they try like to I, make him the aggressor. Also, hey. in a way, they, they try to make, you know what I mean? They try to make it see, like, hey, they try, and I don't, I don't care how it happened in real life. Yeah, right. It It doesn't get an Oscar nomination. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is, nobody should have felt comfortable making this movie.
1: Like I even call me by your name, which I had similar misg and still do have similar misgivings about. Mm -hmm. Even that, the age difference is smaller, and the main character is at least in the country where he is, is not fifteen.
0: The problem is also that it's like that throughout the whole movie. You have no idea how much time has passed from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. They don't really do a good job at pinpointing it. So it, it, it just leaves you with a very gross feeling if they had briefly met, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At you know, during that time. And then we fast forwarded to, he's like 20 and she's like, whatever. It would have been like, Oh, you were a kid. Isn't it yeah. kind of awkward that now we're both adults?
1: Y- yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that would be at least something, you
0: know, fine. Like I- it would have been something legal yeah yes which i illegal. think is the bare minimum personally yes
1: yes I think
0: i think it's i think legal. I think not illegal is like
1: it's it's it feels like a baseline it feels okay. like a baseline that we should go ahead of I don't know like the the cast for the movie is so good and I just i I, I don't I, I I don't think so I don't think so at all yeah <laughs> So well, that's licorice pizza. Okay, so our tier list. So you're really standing for Coda here.
0: Oh, certainly.
1: Really standing for Coda, and then, you know, your second place it seems like is Drive My Car. Yes. Okay, that checks out. <laughs> uh, fair or, enough. Well,
0: I would say Drive My Car and Power of the Dog are on a very similar, or on in the same A tier.
1: Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. You I. Know. I think, I mean, I think Coda has a strong shot. I think Licorice Peach, unfortunately, has a strong shot. Um, I don't think Nightmare Alley or Dune really will get it. Could be West Side Story. Could be Drive My Car. Boy, I hope it's not Don't Look Up.
0: I mean, if it's Don't Look Up, uh, we lose all hope for the Academy. Well, I, I, I have no hope for the Academy, so we're fine there. Uh, we, speaking of, if don't look up the purveyors of fine art, uh, and culture <laughs> have failed us once again.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, truly sad. Well, I mean, speaking of failures of the Academy, there's a couple of, 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 uh, some Academy news that I want to jump on. And do you want the fun news or the bad news first?
0: You know, I love a bitter pill to swallow.
1: <laughs> All right, let's start with that bad news. So as, as many of our listeners probably know, um, back in February, Fabu- February, what fabulous am I doing? Fab Fabulous February. Fabulous uh, February. The Academy revealed that it was cutting eight categories from the live ceremony. They were going to be – the awards would be given out during its pre-telecast hour instead of uh, uh, during, during the actual – um, broadcasted ceremony. Uh, and the reason, from what we've been able to, what's been, you know, put out there, it seems that ABC sort of forced the Academy to lower the runtime uh, or they would not air it. Wow. Um, so. Uh, yeah it's it's a it's a it's a tricky situation. I think many people inside the academy and many people who are up for awards and you know many of the craftspeople involved would prefer that they leave ABC uh, and either film with themselves or go to a a a different network if contractually possible. but you know it's a it's a complicated thing. The Oscars have been losing ratings for years because no one because people don't care as much.
0: People don't care as much and no one wants to watch it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so – I mean, we're not –
0: They just want to know who won and how disappointed they should be.
1: Absolutely. And these categories, I will say, are –
0: Or to see the dresses, which you can just do online.
1: It's true. The categories are indefensible, though. Film editing, which is insane. Mm. Sound, makeup, hairstyling, original score, production design – documentary short, animated short, and live action short. All of those are being cut. Now, personally, what? I i don't believe any of those. I, I, I don't think you should cut. I, I think saying that b- by doing this, you're saying that some Oscars matter more, that some crafts and skills matter more in movies than others. And of course, you Which know, some of right. them get better ratings, but I think that shouldn't be an element. Uh, and cutting out film editing is... That's how the movie gets made. Yeah. Like if if, if, it's if insulting. If you cut out one like out of all of the specific broken down parts of a movie, your production design, your sound, your acting, your directing, um your your sort of visual effects and your editing, I, I think editing is perhaps the most crucial. Yeah. A bad editor can take great raw materials and make a bad product and a great editor can take you know raw materials that may or may not have problems and assemble them into something far better
4: (laughs) yeah yeah you're telling me jamal
1: to take something that's so vital just
0: yeah and literally elevate material uh, yeah on their own and it's such a thankless job already Absolutely, and it's such a like time consuming role. Um, you know, these folk, these like wonderful folks who are taking the time to go through these frames, create the movie frame by frame, like put it together for us to view and enjoy. Um, you know, I I just think they deserve better than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, sound as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and, and I understand where the Academy is coming from. I mean, you know, a lot more people know the, you know, Timothy Chalamet or Zendaya in Dune or Denis Villeneuve and far less of them know, you know, Joe Walker, who is the, the listed editor. But I mean, it, it just, it just feels very contradictory to the point of an industry award like this. Which is to, you know, support and and give praise to what is theoretically the best of a given year, and to say, ah, eh, we're not going to include sound, which is insane, or makeup, yeah. or a score, or production design. It's like, well, what's the point? I, exactly. I mean, really,
0: I like. I wonder what it would have looked like if they would have left ABC and just filmed it themselves and posted it online
1: yeah like and i have no clue i have no clue what contractual
0: obligations are
2: there yeah
0: me neither also like but if if those things were less of a factor i any streaming service would have took it
1: i I, that i feel like that's i don't know i feel like there's no
0: wants to have an oscars category so bad like they would have done it like somebody would have brought all of the cameras and materials necessary to make it happen I'm not saying it should be Netflix because Netflix ruins a lot of things, but I am saying <laughs> but I am saying that like somebody would have brought the raw materials and put it together.
1: Yeah, like obviously I don't support, you know, the Amazon Oscar section either, but like I, I think that I think that that telecast Oscars are 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 not. You know, they're not going to continue at the level. I mean, they've been declining for a long time, and I think they're only going to continue to decline. Mm -hmm. People don't watch things live nearly as much. Ratings are a bad indicator of of profitability. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: really, who are the Oscars for? In theory, they're for the industry, they're for the craftsmen and women uh, working inside that industry. If that's who they're for, then, you know include all of your categories don't cut vital elements of movie making because ABC told you to I don't know it it
0: it, it feels like they time. should have stood their ground on that absolutely um, you know I I really do feel that um, and I say this all the time right um even though I have you know strong opinions about what movies I don't like and what movies I do like it is a miracle that any movie gets made there are so many working parts to the creation of a movie that Mm -hmm. the fact that we are able to, you know, work together to have everyone contribute to create this larger product. um, It really is a a miracle that every movie gets made. Like this is, it really is pulling, you know, a lot of really skilled folks from like various different professions together to do their best work. Um, And I just I think that that's very powerful, um, that they're able to all work together, collaborate, um, to create something uh, visually stunning, technically impressive um, for us to consume
1: yeah absolutely agreed. and and not to mention that this is a show that uses so many of those same elements. I mean, you know, editors are incredibly important to something like the Oscars. and you know, it's 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 just it's just wild to to see those those things being kicked out, especially when there are elements in the shows in the show that's, you know meant to be quote unquote entertaining. I mean, there's a performance of um uh, we don't talk about Bruno. From Oscar nominated movie Encanto. Uh, but that that song is not nominated. And they're performing it anyway. And it, I think it'd be a very valid response to go, well, why is that in the show? Cut cut, cut that. that for time and keep editing as a category, keep sound as a category. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just a it's a I don't think it's a great decision. I don't think it's gonna go well for them. I think a lot of their audience is industry indeciders and people who care about that, so we'll see um However, that is—I mean—that's the bad news about this Oscars. Yet another, you know, controversial move by the Academy. We also do have some, in my opinion, hilarious news, which is the Oscars fan <laughs> favorite
0: film. Hilarious news. Um. Well, for years, do you just Oscar love a fan has... favorite film, Jamal? <laughs> I do. Are you telling me you don't love a fan favorite film, Jamal? <laughs> Because that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing somebody is against fan-favorite films.
1: I uh, Far be it for me to ever, in any capacity, uh, come out against fan-favorite movies. I don't know All why I...
0: you're such a curmudgeon, Jamal.
1: Wow. I mean, for years, the Oscars have been sort of... There's been debates about whether to include an outstanding achievement in popular film award, basically for blockbusters and famous – and big movies that take a lot of skill to make Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily ones that get recognized by the Academy but are movies that are freaking massive. And really – this came to a head in 2018 when the Academy Award for Best Popular Film or its Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film was actually announced as a category, and this is pretty much directly because of Black Panther. It's it's pretty much yes. actually totally because of Black Panther, because they they wanted
0: R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman.
1: Absolutely, R.I.P. Chadwick the King. They. They wanted a category that Black Panther could win because it probably wouldn't win Best Picture, and indeed it didn't. Though it was nominated,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it would be sort of a blockbuster category, and it, it was never it was never um, presented. They ended up not including it um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, part of the backlash was the idea that Black Panther would probably win this, but like it would basically be like a separate but equal Best Picture. Yes. for Black Panther which is which is, is clearly rough.
0: not cool. No. Um and we, we do not like separate but equal on this podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> all systems arco stands against segregation. <laughs> <laughs> um and it, it it also just feels like the academy continuing to be unwilling to modernize in any way mm-hmm. to accept that I mean well and that's that's I mean that's an age old debate as whether a movie being popular and enduring I mean this year uh, well 2021 had Spider-Man No Way Home which was a massive smash,
5: smash.
1: crushing uh, smash it. movie and beloved by many people and there was a a push for no Way Home to be to be um, nominated as Best Picture. I'm not really going to speak on whether I think it should have been. Uh, I certainly think it'll be remembered for a lot longer than many Best Picture nominees, but that by itself does not necessarily mean it deserves it. Mm-hmm. But what they did do was announce the fan favorite film category. Arguably the Foolishness Award. <laughs> the absolute worst. Uh, the Oscars fan favorite uh, award is something that fans vote on on Twitter using hashtag hashtag Oscars fan favorite to to vote for their favorite films and have it be presented in the ceremony. Apparently, which is crazy because they cut out editing.
0: They're just trying um, to increase engagement.
1: Absolutely,
0: and give and well, and of course, and bring back relevance.
1: Yes. But of course, they've chosen to let fans vote for them on Twitter, which is insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Something that not is, everyone uses or has access to.
1: Not everyone uses or has access to, and allows a lot of people with very specific opinions or views to vote. So, and that is how we we got a a contender favorite. Here are some of the biggest contenders. The uh, 2021's Amazon Sony's Cinderella, a movie that um, ver- had wild girl boss energy and, and did, did not need st- to exist. No, did not have a lot of support from most any corner of the internet, uh, but apparently uh, a lot of a lot of Twitter fan favorite energy. Uh, Army of the Dead,
0: also the- well. I mean, yeah, that's Zack Sny- that's the Zack Snyder hive. It was very, that's, it was very that's the Snyder movie. stands.
1: The Snyder stands had both army of the dead and Zack Snyder's justice league.
0: They didn't mean that. Um, well they yeah, meant it, justice
1: it was- league. I don't know if they meant army of the dead, but they meant justice league. West side story, tick, tick, boom, Spider-Man, no way home. Uh, and in the, again, these were the original contenders, Minamata. And Minamata is fascinating. It's a, it's a 2020 movie, not a 2021. But it's a Johnny Depp uh, movie about an American photographer who documented mercury poisoning in Minamata, uh, Japan. It, it, it premiered at a, at a film festival in 2020. At the time, it was not in wide release. So many of the people on Twitter would have had no real way to watch it. It was it was there because of the amount of Johnny Depp stands. Wild. Which is, again, why putting it on Twitter is an insane choice. Yeah. I mean, maybe these people had true love for Minnie Mata. I don't believe it. But, you know, again, it was not in wide release at the time. Would
0: it would not have been just as easy to go by, like, box office numbers or, like... To have a, web, a poll online where you had to log in with, like, an email.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you could have up to 20 submissions per user per day, which is crazy. Like, which just seems to... They should just like, give
0: one email per...
1: Like, yeah. you know, one
0: vote per email would have been just as fine.
1: I... More, more, more contenders were included, uh, later in February, Dune, Malignant,
0: incredible. Incredible. Malignant
2: deserves it.
1: (laughs) Malignant. One of the best films of 2021. All systems Argo recommends. Oh my God. I loved Malignant. (laughs) Malignant's amazing. Uh, if I, if Malignant had won or will win, I will be so happy. It will not, but you should watch it anyway. Kind of. I mean, you should watch it. It's incredible. It's not for everybody. Uh, also, it's the power of the, the power of the dog. Everyone. Sing two. I don't know who's firing out. Sing two, and then the Suicide Squad, and like plenty of these are good movies. Some of them are not. But it, they're just. It's just an insane, a fan favorite idea. Is just such a weird choice to to. Um, I would have preferred
0: they went by, like, box office numbers or something. But I get we're in the age of streaming, so, like, that's also a difficult thing to implement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and this is pandemic time. Don't like, to re- don't like to release their numbers.
1: They don't. So,
0: I mean, um, I, I, I would say that, like, you know, they really could have made this a lot simpler by just doing this, like, on the website or something.
1: Absolutely. And then you Currently, would have ended
0: up with less garbage.
1: That's very true. I mean, currently Spider-Man No Way Home is the clear favorite to win the award, which, yeah, I mean, that's the one that – that's what would win anyway if it was box office-based. Also, this is something I didn't know until I was researching it literally today. Um, The contest announced five finalists for the Oscars cheer moment.
0: What? What?
1: Yeah, because there is a, a, a your your biggest cheer moments in film, film moments that make you stand up and cheer. Let me give you the five finalists: no. Avengers Assemble from Endgame in twenty nineteen. Ah, Effie White's and I am telling you, I'm not going from Dreamgirls two thousand six. Oh my god! The Flash's Speed Force from Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. 2021 neo-dodging bullets from the matrix in 1999
0: what is this
1: and then spider-man team up from no way home insane
0: no one asked for this
1: no one asked for this why is there a movie from 1999 in there dream girls is in there the flash speed force which is uh, sure Sure, sure. I know people liked that cut and the power to them. If the Flash's speed force makes you stand up and cheer, good for you. I can't wait to learn what the Oscars cheer moment is, Is okay? <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, what's our Argo cheer moment? It's when they get alcohol once they
0: leave. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they, leave they drink and freedom. Absolutely. <laughs> I, Garbage.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so listeners, we're gonna break. Um, we're gonna we're gonna break the reality of the pod a little bit for a sec uh, because we haven't seen the Oscars yet, but we are recording while the Oscars happen.
0: <laughs> Quite actively, uh, when we said that people were not interested in watching the Oscars again, uh, we meant us.
1: We meant us because we're not watching it. We're talking about them. Um, Will we watch them later? Probably not, but we'll probably watch quip- clips on YouTube.
0: Uh and Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Probably TikTok.
0: Follow us on Twitter. I am at Just the Remix. Uh,
1: I am. I mean, really, just follow at the Argo Pod. I don't say anything on Twitter. I mean, I'm at Jamal B. Behringer, but I, you know. Um. <laughs> however, do you want to know just what won the Oscars? Cheer moment.
0: Uh, let me know.
1: Uh, it's the Flash entering the Speed Force. Is that the sound of you dying?
2: I can't. All right.
0: <laughs> that was the. <laughs> okay. How that won <laughs> over Avengers Assemble.
1: Avengers Assemble, the Spider Man team up.
0: I. I- I don't, look, Neo-Dodging Bullets... Neo-Dodging Bullets is cool. I don't even... <laughs> I, I, like, honestly, I don't... I'm not invested. Let me not pretend no. I'm invested, but it is crazy that the Speed Force... <laughs> oh, I don't, win. yeah.
1: I don't care, but it's amazing that that one, th- of all of them... Yes. That's... that ha-
0: The one with the least long-standing relevance... Yes. We're not getting a, a movie that focuses on the Speed Force.
1: Well, I guess technically we are because we're getting the Flash movie, but still. Yeah. This is a Snyder Stand thing. This is not it's, like.
0: Yeah. Also, it's debatable whether or not that's going to be whatever. Don't well, come at me, Snyder stands.
1: Well, and I mean the Flash movie and a Snyder thing, so you know oh, then we'll we're, see.
0: Then we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's
1: an it's a movie. I don't care about it, but it's it's a wild movie. It has like three Batman. Anyway,
0: what? Um, okay, oh yeah, it no, has. I'm leaving yeah. Earth. I'm not looking at anything. <laughs> I don't care. I'm invest. I'm not invested in superhero movies anymore, um, except for Doom Patrol. But that's not a movie. It's a TV show.
1: Okay, fair enough. I That's loved Doom Patrol.
0: I loved Peacemaker, and now I'm I'm quietly retiring from all this nonsense. <laughs>
1: uh, the Flash winning uh, the the Flash of Speed Force winning best Doctor Cheer moment is number one, uh, insane and evidence of uh, the incro- uh, the uh, slow destruction of the human race. Also, I think it's a great
0: end point. Yes, it is. Uh, so. Uh, we do have a little bit more podcast for you listeners. Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll see you after the break. For us,
1: it will be uh, some time. But for you, it will merely be a second. See you after the break. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: Back, listeners.
4: <laughs> what are you sipping on at home? Tell us in the comments.
5: No, in the comments. In <laughs> the comments, the recording. <laughs> the recording.
0: <laughs> Tell us in the Apple Music Reviews where you give us five stars. Like, comment, and
4: subscribe oh, you if don't... you're sipping.
1: Please smash that like button and then leave us a review that says <laughs> what beer you're sipping on.
3: Smash that no other like details. button. I mean, it's going to eventually get on YouTube, but. <laughs> Thank it. you, Danny.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, by the good. way, I'm I'm sipping on an A-frame Vienna Lager, yeah, Monument Ooh. Brewing Company, Baltimore, Maryland. What's everybody else sipping on?
5: I am sipping on an Ecuadorian Pilsner. How is that? Hmm? Hmm? How is that? Uh, it is very good. Just tried it uh, over the weekend. Yes. Uh, it's very, good. very it's it's not too hot. It's not too hoppy, so it doesn't make you burp that much.
1: Hey, that's a plus. So I'm it's not perfect a big for our boys.
5: gastrointestinal
0: boys.
1: <laughs> it's true, the IBS <laughs> crew. Um, Danny and Jess, what you sipping on?
3: Um, I am sipping on some uh, strawberry soju. Good.
0: Delicious. Mm-hmm. And I am sipping on some Samuel Win and Co. Dice with Destiny Red Blend 2017.
1: That dice with awesome. Destiny?
0: I dice with Destiny, baby. <laughs> and I love a red wine.
1: And David, what is your teetotal ass sipping on? Um,
4: I got three bottles of water next to my <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> And uh,
0: David is our resident sober uh, companion during, <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but three different bottles of water is crazy. <laughs> no,
0: right. Actually, that's
4: not true. I said three bottles of water to simplify it. It's one bottle of water, one glass of water, and one <laughs> old Coke bottle filled with water.
0: I'm screaming. So <laughs> <laughs> you're impossible. <laughs> Literally, get a large <laughs> bottle.
3: I think the detail adds to it. I think that's funny. <laughs>
0: I don't know if this good helps. The, I don't know if this
4: helps, but the glass is a Guinness glass. It's not good. It's not better. It's not <laughs> better. No. Yeah, it's
1: not better. did you no, I... the
0: wash? What? Did you wash it first before you put the water in? What? What do you mean?
1: No, a glass that says Guinness on oh. it, not a Guinness bottle. I was like, um. Okay, now the idea of of David, you having a Guinness bottle filled with water. (laughs) Dirty
0: water.
4: Dirty Guinness water.
0: Because I was like holding my Starbucks cup full of water and I was like feeling bougie and I was like, (laughs) oh. Well, our
1: our uh, three-minute Whatcha Sippin' on talk is so far less of a mess than the Oscars, so I think we're doing fine.
0: We're right on track.
1: (laughs) We're doing good.
0: good. Our sip check
5: was not produced by Will Packer. (laughs) Nor were our jokes written by Amy Schumer.
1: Hey. (laughs) Well, I mean, Amy Schumer's jokes aren't written by Amy Schumer, so I don't know.
0: Hey. (laughs)
4: Nice stab at Amy Schumer.
1: (laughs) Love, love going against Amy Schumer stealing jokes eight years ago.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm here for one purpose. <laughs> Actually, we should, we should, well, we should go through. For, well, first, introductions. <laughs> all, yeah. Uh, th- the first half of this sode was just Jess and I talking. Now we've, uh, we've come back and there's five people on the call, so we should probably have some introductions in order. uh uh, david uh, danny jamie how y'all doing
0: in that order (laughs)
1: yep david then danny then jamie i I said it i laid it out
0: (laughs) Uh, i'm doing
4: all right i worked out today um and i went to work (laughs) like god intended
1: (laughs) david called me from the workout and there was a spin a class with one person and one instructor
4: there's always a spin class. At, yeah, it was a one person and the instructor. And they it were playing like. Macklemore
0: songs and they kept upping the volume. And it made me so sad. <laughs> it sounds like that one person needs a buddy, David. Uh, I don't know what you're doing on the treadmill. I'm you on a different bike far away from the spin class. <laughs> uh, I think you need to be doing spin and Macklemore. <laughs> Spacklemore? Um,
5: <laughs> no, that's nothing. Uh, Mac <laughs> Ma- Macleespin, no, no. I don't think those words no. combine. MacLamore and Raspin Lewis. Oh,
4: Ra- <laughs> damn. Rasputin MacLamore. Anyway, um, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> what if What if MacLamore had written this song, Rasputin? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, this Danny, are that?
3: you?
0: Danny, how are you doing? Yep, um, let's follow there.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, nothing. Nothing new's happening. I was just working, and that was it. And then I laid down until, like, eight. And then I ate, and I'm here, so that's it.
1: Perfect. Great.
5: What a smooth day.
1: Yeah? Yeah. And Jamie, how are you?
5: I'm doing great. I put my hands up like the ceiling can't hold me. That's the song they played. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're
1: here to to give a sort of a post-mortem of the Oscars, which were a real... Just boondoggle this year. Just a real hype time.
4: I am here for one purpose and
1: one purpose only. Uh huh.
4: I did not watch the Oscars. I do know very little about the films that were at the Oscars. I am here for one purpose, and that is to talk about the winner of the animated short section. I, I forgot
0: to do something. It was watch the winner of the animated short section against uh, the advice of everyone on this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't,
4: I don't even know I've made it. my intentions known.
1: <laughs> the so the animated short uh, winner was it was a film called The Windshield Wiper. Um, uh-huh. Are we just
4: jumping into it, or are we? Gonna, well, this is why you're here. Yeah, this is why. Apparently, I'm
1: here. I mean you you've staked your claim. I, so I say go for it.
4: The Windshield What You okay. gotta
1: explain what it is to the those of us who have not seen it.
4: There were like five or six films up for a short uh, animated short film. It was one of them was an Erdman film, as in the people who made uh
1: Wallace like and Wallace Gromit. Like Wallace and Gromit and, and the Mm-mm. Hose at home.
4: But um yeah, it it was very sweet, it was beautiful. There was Two others, they were pretty funny. One that was crazy doodle, um, and then there was the last one that showed up, which was uh, the windshield wiper, which won. And the windshield wiper is maybe the worst animated short film I have ever seen. I.
1: Just to just to give some context, because I was shown the windshield wiper by David. The windshield wiper begins
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, sh- of a shot of a of a French looking man at a cafe. You hear a bunch of cafe noise behind him, people talking, dishes, etc., etc., etc. He looks at the camera, and eventually he goes. What is love?
0: And that's the oh, first no. line. Oh, no. So that's not a great sign. Oh, no. <laughs> and
4: and then we get... And then the short film proceeds to be a bunch of clips of... Little like, vignettes. Little vignettes of people. And, um... Like, they don't
1: have much in the way of dialogue, if any. Yeah. They are...
4: Maybe little this,
1: snippets of love,
4: little, oh. but maybe but also maybe not, because one of them is just a girl jumping to her death from the top of a building.
2: <gasps> um, and what?
0: Um,
4: one of them is a girl jumping from to her death from the
1: top of a building. Um,
0: I did hear that part twice,
1: <laughs> and uh, there's not an explanation for it.
0: Okay, it's I was like. Anything else to that?
3: No, okay.
4: It's also incredibly. It's incredibly male gazy in the way that it is a lot of. A lot of like dudes fully dressed sitting with women that are butt ass naked.
1: Huh. There, There is multiple shots uh, like huh. they come back to some of the snippets, one of which is a topless woman sitting on a beach next to a fully clothed man and he smokes and then they just look at the ocean and that's love. Um, mm. There are two that I want. There are two little vignettes that I want to touch on because they're my favorites. Uh, one is you get a shot of a satellite out in space oh my God. and t- two people's texts are coming in. Uh, a man and a woman. And the dude is like, I had such a great time this weekend. Uh, It was wonderful. And the, the woman is like, yeah, it was a good time. And then there's a, we should do it again. And there's a pause. And the guy goes, do you remember when we were holding hands or some dumb thing like that? I don't exactly remember what it is. And she goes, sure. And then he sends like nine messages that are increasingly desperate as she does not respond.
0: Oh, like real and, life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but the movie does seem to be on his side.
0: Frown. Big like at, frown. The end, th-
1: at the end, I, at the end, if I remember correctly, goes, and
4: then a little thing, uh, comes up. That's like three dots. Like she's texting. And then it says red. No. <laughs> oh. Cause he was left on red.
0: That's oh. not
4: poetic. Um, what was the other vignette you wanted to bring up Jamal?
1: Well, the best one uh, where two where a man and a woman are in a, a grocery store and they're uh, on their guys phones. get
4: ready for the guys get ready for this commentary. Well, let, let, him, let him finish. I, all right. You're not this ready is, for this commentary. I'm gonna I'm
0: emotionally st- prepare.
1: Here we go. Steal yourself because this may blow your mind. All right. They're both on their phones. They're in front of the milk at the grocery store. They're on Tinder. They're swiping left. Oh, geez. left or right? Is it oh which God. one is to say no? I don't remember. Left. I don't use Tinder. Yeah. Okay, they're swiping left. They're both swiping left as they reach for the milk. They reach for the milk together. As they almost get there, they swipe and they see each other on their phones.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's just like Black Mirror.
1: And they match, and they look. They look at their phones for a second as they hold the milk at the same time. And then they swipe left and drop the milk into their carts and walk away. Oh,
0: that's hilarious, oh actually. <laughs>
1: Mind blown.
0: I know that, that that's trying to make a point. Um, but the thing is, that's just really funny. It's two people <laughs> who decided that they weren't compatible or weren't attracted to one another. Uh, and went to the grocery store. <laughs> Well, yeah, and yeah, standing it is. right next and then to each other. Yeah, and then left. <gasps> yep.
4: <I> just, <laughs> it's not a. Th- it's not a plot. It's nothing. That's,
1: it's nothing.
0: It's phenomenal that somebody thought that that's uh, in it's any way so profound. I thought
3: they were doing something with that
1: no <laughs> oh, there, there's there's one where it's just a a guy running through the rain with some flowers but then he gets to an apartment and tries to buzz up but no one answers and his flowers all fall into the I water really,
3: the more that you talk about this the like, more.
0: bebop did it better <laughs> i want to die
3: <laughs> I also
5: 90s music videos yeah, I was about yes. to say, it's got some real rain-on-your-wedding-day type vibes. There's <laughs> it, it, a solid
4: cut where it just cuts to two people boning down hard. Like, <laughs> right. where it just cuts and it's two people going at it. Um, And then, uh, the ending. So the ending is, <sighs> a, it comes back to the man in the cafe with smoking his cigarette. And he looks at the camera after a long p- pregnant pause. He goes, What is love? Love is a secret society.
3: (laughs) Oh my god. I. 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 Oh my god. Okay.
1: This is the best animated short in the world, 2021. I don't know. know
3: Yeah, wait, why is it called Windshield (laughs) Wiper?
2: Yeah, what? (laughs) What?
4: Oh no, there's no reason why it's called Windshield Wiper. Uh, It's made
0: by the person who made Love, Death, and Robots. Oh no wonder they they shouldn't have won anything. I mean, I like the show, <laughs> but it's not.
5: <laughs> he made it. He made one he short found. for Love Roll. Oh, Robert. he made one Robert. short for, and it won. wasn't Sonny's Edge. I'm assuming,
0: and that's the one good one. Well, I think it was. Well, no, was, no
5: there's one of Zemo Blue. Good. Yeah, you're Blue right. It was here. the witness.
4: Uh, it was the one, was with that, the...
5: one of the ones that, that looked like a video game cutscene?
4: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. With the with yeah. the girl the, the
5: blue one was definitely amazing though.
4: The girl who like blue runs blue. away and she's topless.
5: Ah, okay, okay, okay.
1: See, I didn't see Love, Death, and Robots because I got the vibe that this short gave to me, and I feel I feel
4: so justified secure
1: in my decision now that I've seen the windshield wiper, which won
4: an Oscar. The The reason I guess I bring it up, and a good reason to bring it up first is it really just epitomizes the messiness that we're about to get into
0: just a barrage of random nonsense that somehow was cobbled together in what is supposed to be some sort of uh established institution
1: yeah yeah and it won (laughs) and it won perfect i mean do we want to jump into the positives first the the best picture winner
0: yes the positives that
3: coda fucking oh, wow. won man when i saw that bro i almost shed a tear no i did i did shed a tear actually yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that you <laughs> definitely cried Yeah, not i, almost, I did
1: no, I, I mean we talked a lot about coda in our first first half but i know uh jess and danny you two are major coda stands.
0: You know, it's one of those movies that I feel like everyone can relate to. There's so many elements, especially like for a movie that's about family, coming of age. And there aren't enough coming of age stories for young women, much less um, people who are dealing with disability. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like it was a phenomenal picture. And even if you put like identity aside, um, which you shouldn't uh (laughs) but even if you do put that aside um there's still it's it's such great messaging and the way that the story is told is so beautiful it just should have won this is the that's the way it should have gone (laughs) so good job oscars
1: uh danny do you have any you have any other notes on coda
3: besides it was just really good Uh, i
1: mean i i guess i would ask so i'm a person who does not tend to like coming of age movies or family dramas that much Uh, and coda is both so is there anything that like anything you would be like this is why you should watch this um anything that specifically was like this is wonderful and everybody should see this
3: i think that the way that like sound was used throughout the film was really it was really it was it was just fascinating and just, like, I don't know, just, like, the way that, like, that was used uh, um, along with, like, I don't know, like, the way the way that it was used, it kind of, like, was, like, bringing you into, like, how, um, how uh, the main character's, like, family, like, kind of, like, experiences things, like, being, like, deaf, like, the way that, like, you know, like, sound would come in or go out and, like, things like that, like, it was just, I don't know. It just really hit. There were a lot of scenes with that, like, kind of thing where just really, like, I don't know. It was very emotionally uh, moving, I would say. Cool.
0: Yeah. There's also a lot of intersections with class, Jamal.
3: Um, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah.
0: And building on... Ah,
3: now you're speaking my shit.
0: <laughs> well, really quick, building on what Danny said, um, you know, you even see how they're cheated and how they're treated by other people. Um in being deaf, um, and I feel like that's a really big deal to you know be seen both uh, the daughter in school um, as and she's still a hearing person, um, but she's still treated negatively because of, of even her association with disabled people, um, and then you know that those being her family, um, gotcha. And then the intersections of class because they're fishermen and the way that they're treated by those that are buying their fish. There's a lot of scenes that like focus on, um, those interactions. And I think a very interesting way, Danny, did you want to?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say like, there's like kind of like a running conflict where like the daughter, um, like, kind of, like, has, like, been doing, like, negotiations for them, like, when they're, like, trying to, like, see, like, how much, like, people, like, pay for, like, their fish and things like that, sure. um, and there's, like, a couple of times where her, um, where her brother is, like, seen, like, doing the, like, negotiation, like, if she's, like, you know, like, out at school or something like that, and, like, she'll come in, like, at the, like, the last minute and, like, kind of, like, argue for him because, uh, the guy that's like buying from him is like obviously like cheating him out of it. Like he's like kind of like taking advantage of the fact that he's like hard of hearing. So he's so like, she's like, Hey, you know, like, he's like, you know, cheating you on those like fish. And he's like, Oh no, I'm not trying to do myself. But it's like, there's like lots of instances like that where it's like obvious that, um, you know, people are kind of like taking advantage of the fact that, you know, taking advantage of their disability to be like, Oh, well, you know, we can, you know, pay you less or, you know, shortchange you or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and So they're very ab- like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jessica.
0: Oh, and they're able to do so too, because like, if you don't know the value of your own product, because you can't hear it, you know, you can't hear what, what's going on in the rest of the market. Right. Right. You're going to be in a situation where you're not making as much money as you could, and your family's going to suffer. There's even like a big boss man and regulations that they have to like kind of rail against and a rallying of the troops, so to speak, in that being all the fishermen. So I think you'd appreciate uh, seeing it from a class perspective as well.
1: Gotcha. So just a very intersectional look at, Mm -hmm. you know, their experience
0: and the, you know,
1: the main character's experience as a hearing child of, of in a deaf family. It's a smart
0: movie.
1: All right. Well, we have, once again, a super strong recommendation for Coda, which did win. Troy Kotzer also won um, for Best Supporting Actor, which is really cool. Let's go! Um, Jamie, do you have any sort of either thoughts on Coda or specific Oscar elements that you'd want to bring up?
5: I didn't get to to see Coda uh, when Jess and Danny were watching it, but... um, it does continue the uh, overall Oscar trend uh, of the screen of screenplay winners typically being a determining factor in what wins Best Picture. Um, mm-hmm. The exception, uh, well, I mean, last year's Oscars were out of the ordinary in a lot of different ways, but uh, last year's also mainly because uh, *Nomadland*'s uh, screenplay uh, did not, in fact, win. Uh, for uh, for best for best adapted screenplay. However, picks like *Parasite*, *Spotlight*, in which case *Spotlight* the only other award it won that night was screenplay. Um, sure. So um, I think it con- it seems to signal a larger trend in Academy voting that they're really thinking a lot about less about film as a visual medium and more about it as a method of like conveying ideology is, is is kind of where where I'm where I've noticed that trend going.
1: I mean it's also interesting that we've seen I think recently more and more of a split of best director and best Picture. I mean, Parasite accepted. I mean, this year it was it was Jane Campion taking it for the Power of the Dog,
5: Um, which largely seemed like something of a bit of a legacy win, considering like Mm -hmm. you know the fact that you know she's always been like a female director who's always been in the conversation, whether it's been for you know going far back as the Piano, but also now like in the Cut has gotten a huge critical reevaluation or even the biopics like, like bright star or something or something like that. Like she's always been, I think part of like, especially the legacy of women in film. So it seems like it's a smart, it was a smart choice, I think to, to get her to win for power of the dog, which does have some really well, I think sculpted performances. Well, sculpted
0: performances it. and to the point of the writing, i talking about the screenplay for power of the dog. Um, I think it's very impactful um overall. I think the acting brings it to life, but I think you could still look at it and kind of get the meaning of everything
5: that's in that's embedded in the text and i I think moreover, the way that she found a way to like operate on her home turf, that being like New Zealand and then still kind of like finding the atmosphere of the American West in like in those land masses, I thought was. I, I, I was I uh, was i was I was moved by the her kind of like ode to that specific landscape and the way that she matched that landscape against like the emotional one um, through the performances that she was orchestrating.
1: I, I definitely think that uh, that the element of a, of a legacy win for her makes sense, but I think it's also pretty universally like that screenplay is pretty universally considered quite good mm-hmm. um, by everyone except Sam Elliott. So I think it it, it makes sense as a pick. Um, Shout at out all to the Sam other,
5: Elliott, thinking that he's the only person who can get away with being homophobic in the year twenty twenty two. I'm screaming. <laughs>
1: Um we had Jessica Chastain winning uh for Eyes of Tammy Faye. I have no I have no notes. And of course uh Will Smith taking best actor. I mean, uh, do we want to jump in throw I our think, hats in uh, the ring to slap discourse?
5: <laughs> I think the five fingers to the face. Let's go. Five fingers <laughs> to the face.
0: We definitely do.
1: <laughs> I, I i've been fascinated by the slap because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm, since it mm-hmm. hit uh my at least <laughs> my,
5: uh,
0: <laughs> i'm screaming uh, you don't oh, you could say it made such an impact <laughs> ever <laughs> since
1: it landed five fingers to the ground in front of everybody um it's it, it, even with the people I know, uh, I've seen a very stark difference between people who are like, hey, talk shit, get hit, he had it coming. Uh,
0: which, he only had himself
1: to blame. <laughs> well, if you'd have been there, uh, you'd, have if you'd have seen, seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, uh, and which is a valid take. Uh, and people who are like, well, you shouldn't hit people. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I do
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kindergarten rule, you shouldn't slap
2: people in the face.
1: <laughs> Which I do I, I do lean towards a bit, although recently we're recording this about a week after the Oscars, week and a half. Uh there's been a very noticeable slide towards condemning Will. We're seeing him get he's resigned from the Oscars um uh Sort of resigned from the academy.
2: Oh, really? Uh, it appears to be, yeah, it appears yeah. to be
1: impacting his film roles a little bit. Who knows if it'll actually stick? But it does seem to be um...
0: from the from the standpoint of, uh, and I would I would add this asterisk, Jamal. I would say from the standpoint of public discourse, people seem to be on Will Smith's side, uh, depending on what people you're looking at. Uh, and <laughs> And uh, I think that when it comes to uh, establishment-wise, um, certainly Will Smith is reaping consequences.
1: Yeah, I think establishment-wise, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of negative feedback, um, and it, it really depends on what groups of people you're looking at. I mean, I, I mean, what what are, what are what is our feeling on this on this here Oscars megaso discussion? How do we feel? Are like, going
4: to go down the line and see what everyone thinks? I'd like so, to elevate Danny's opinion.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: Danny, what do you think? As That's, a, as a resident, quiet, resident quiet person on the pod. Yeah. Yes.
3: Um, I don't... I, I don't have an opinion because I'm... Boom! Nailed it! <laughs> I <I'm> know, right? <laughs> my first time on the podcast, I don't have an opinion. Um, <laughs> I laughed
0: so hard I yanked my
3: earbuds out. <laughs> No, but more of just like uh, there's just like there's just like too many moving parts here, where I'm just like I d- I don't I don't it's it's just a it's just a weird phenomenon. I'm just I just find it weird. I'm just like confused. <laughs> like I, mean, I don't know if I have an opinion, like a moral opinion. I'm just like this is odd. <laughs> this is an odd time. <laughs> I think that's valid. I think it's I valid respect. to be like uh-huh. my
1: response. That's weird, man. I mean,
0: I ha- I can tell I can I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that in that um I definitely agree that I care a lot less about the slap itself and a lot more about the conversations that are happening around the slap. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Um however, comma. <laughs> if it was me. <laughs> I would have fallen to the ground. I would have screamed. I would have held my face. I would have laid on the ground. And I would have been like in, I would have been like, oh my gosh. This millionaire hit me
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i there love is, hush money
4: <laughs> there is no doubt that the reason the oscars even continued that night is because of how chris rock took it
2: oh, yeah
0: and, and honestly good on him in part for taking it well and in part too uh because i was gonna buy chris rock tickets because <laughs> he's coming to my area. And those tickets that were $50 are now $250. Best thing to happen to this man's career.
1: <laughs> it has been fascinating watching the roller coaster of like, you, like there's the slap and everybody's immediate reaction is, whoa, is it a joke? You know, what's going on? Or a stunt rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody sort of... It, Sort of uh, digests Chris Rock's joke, which sucked. Not <laughs> a gross, nice joke. Yeah, it was yeah. a gross
4: bad joke. Yeah, it was just sad. a
1: bad time. Nope. Um, and on the one hand, it's like I don't feel sorry for Chris. Rock. I mean, nope. like.
4: I don't. I don't think many people feel sorry for. Christmas.
1: No, there is an asterisk that I'm going to come back to about that. But I don't feel sorry for. I mean, it was. It was I a certainly gross don't. Now
0: that I can't afford the tickets <laughs> <laughs> to the <company>. god, <laughs> <laughs> they went from very affordable to unreasonably priced. So my
1: god. <laughs> uh, do you hear that, Chris Rock? All systems Argo is is not happy with you because of the price of your ticket.
0: Not happy and would like a meet and greet. (laughs) Not for the purposes of slapping for the record. Definitely just want to hang out. (laughs) Get a photo.
3: Um, Post it on my Twitter.
0: (laughs) I mean, there you go.
1: Uh, And on the other hand, right, you shouldn't slap people. Like, Will Smith seems like he's not in a great place because he walked up and slapped Chris Rock on stage in front of millions of people.
0: And yells very loudly. It just feels like he's uh, struggling right now.
1: Honestly, the yelling was weirder to me. The The yelling yelling was was so so much weirder than the
3: slap. yeah.
0: Like and Before I, part
1: the yelling, you could that. be like, is that like a stunt? And then he yelled, and it's like, oh, no, it's not. Oh, it's
0: not. <laughs> Question. If he had yelled and not slapped, how would you feel about the reaction?
1: Fine. That's I would. Fine. If, if he had yelled, I think, honestly, I think the discourse would be way more about, yo, Chris Rock sucks, and it sucks to make fun of women in that way, mm-hmm. but he didn't yell or like take the microphone yeah yeah like he got up and hit somebody
3: i, mean, I think like it a, would also be whole
0: people different. talking about cursing and like it not being in and like i think that like the goalpost changes on what's appropriate if that makes that's, sense
1: that's certainly true
5: had he yelled he would have been no different than like any other heckler in a comedy club, yeah I was fine say. because chris Rock is can handle a heckler in a comedy club valid
4: I think that he could have if he had gone up on stage and like taken the mic for, uh then that would have been a whole different situation and been like this sucks if what you're doing like to, what
5: Kanye did to like Taylor yeah, Ooh. like
4: what you're doing right now to my <laughs> wife sucks. Like you're making fun of. Yeah.
5: If the physical
1: component had not been there, I certainly think he would have gotten flack. I mean, we love giving black men flack for almost anything, but, and black women, but Mm. I think there would have been a lot more nuance to it as opposed to the more swift backlash of, well, you can't hit somebody. And of course, it's not a good idea to like setting that example is also very bad.
0: Yeah. I, for me, I think when I talk about the conversations that are being had, that I really appreciate, I really appreciate conversations on protecting black women, uh, as a black femme, um, and what that looks like. Um, obviously mm. I wouldn't want anyone to necessarily like go to bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I don't really like violence unless it is necessary. Um, because there are times where violence is necessary. Um, of I have a lot more questions about the respectability of the Oscars and what they care about most. Mm. Like, I think that we have, like, the Oscars has a lot of problems with yeah. awarding people who have. Done a number of heinous actions, Mm -hmm. everything from domestic violence to pedophilia, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, and I think that if those people can get awards and don't have to, you know, retire um, or lose work or uh, receive consequences within the industry, um, I think this—it's questionable why we're doing this here. Yeah, absolutely. Differently. And that's the most reasonable way I can say
2: that.
1: (laughs) I feel like my personal take would be, I don't like, I don't feel like does anything need to happen? I feel like he apologized. He probably should get some help. But beyond that, especially if we're not going to, as you said, we're not going to press the many, many other problematic people who frequently receive awards or are honored by the Oscars
4: the day after i was looking up just news on the subject and i saw i didn't read it but i just saw the news headline uh, lapd puts out a statement about the will smith
0: slap and i was like what Shit.
4: and i was I like that. you didn't need to it's not- you didn't God. Need to. God. <laughs> they're like yes. hey
0: guys this is why we didn't intervene even though <laughs> like we never asked you to do any of that
1: it's like nobody wanted you to arrest Will Smith. Chris Nobody's... Rock didn't want you to arrest Will Smith.
0: No, <laughs> they, they know, they've police. known each other for such a long time. I'm not saying there's a good history there. I'm just saying that to act like it's a stranger slapping another stranger is silly.
5: No, I mean, Chris Rock and Jaden know each other from way back when, Madagascar 05. <laughs> I'm going to cry.
4: <laughs> but yes, that. Who did Jaden play?
5: Jada, Jada played Jada. Um, oh Jada sorry I thought you said Jaden Jada played the uh, hippo ah. literally screaming
0: I'm
1: I'm imagining Jaden Smith <laughs> in Chris Rock's role in Madagascar but um well it's also it's also interesting I mean this is I guess more about recently as in like the last two days uh, it's come up the this this was sort of brought up before the Oscars but the fact that Chris Rock has a nonverbal learning disorder that manifests itself not unlike asperger's and so for a lot of his life he's had real trouble with social cues and interpersonal relationships that he's working on a lot now now obviously that does not you know excuse making that kind of joke which as we'll say sucks
0: and has a lot of Cultural and mm-hmm. uh, disability-related issues. Yeah. Yes, surrounding
2: mm-hmm.
1: it. It's but it's just another layer onto a weird mess that's like taken over the Oscars.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say with all the the moving parts. That's this is what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: All of these layers on top of each other. I'm like, you can't like, like, how do you like pull all of these apart <laughs> and then like talk about each of them? without spending, like, five hours. Like, I don't want to spend that long talking about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chris Rock has, like, been very vocal about the fact that he has been, like, attending a lot of therapy
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, over the past few years, um, especially post his divorce, too. You know, trying to learn um, more about himself and process his own traumas. From when he was bullied back Mm -hmm. in school. Um, Which I know we can say, like, you know, it might be like silly because this person is grown, but I think that there's a lot to be said for mental health on both sides of this equation.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: Especially with the way that, like, the internet has been clowning on Will and Jada for a relationship that's totally private. Um, for the past few years.
1: No, I will. I will jump in mildly and say that they have
5: made it aggressively less private over the last year. Are oh, we going to talk about the pu- the, come, the come to like puke uh, story?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> don't saying that. Uh, i not. I'm not saying that they've done a, as as good of a job as you know other celebrity couples. Um, but I am saying that that. Can be an additional pressure.
1: Absolutely. And and you know, before I, I think for a long time they were very private, um or tried to be, and mm-hmm. the media and discourse would not let them. So they've kind of gone the other way and been extremely public, and we get such things as Will Smith talking about he would how he would puke when he comes, which I'll never be able to <laughs> not remember for the rest of my life.
5: <laughs> I firmly embedded
3: information no. I've learned against my will.
5: Yeah, (laughs) against your
4: will,
0: Smith. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Tally that up with the things that I never wanted to know.
1: Of all the things, especially for that to happen during this Oscars when going into it, of course, I assume the biggest controversy would be the many categories that were cut from the sort of the televised ceremony.
3: Yeah, leading up Um, wasn't that the whole like...
0: honestly they're so lucky this shit happened like like the academy is so lucky that some bullshit happened that overshadowed their shady nonsense in cutting out people who should have been properly celebrated and credited for their hard work and labor movies (laughs) Are are incredible to make and it's such bullshit that people did not get their time to shine
4: were the um, categories like cut out, cut out? Like they didn't give out the award, or they gave out the award, they just didn't show it on. They
5: the air? gave out the award in a uh, before the live televised ceremony. So um, at a at a pre ceremony, which is taped, and then they air the taped segments during the regular ceremony. So, so they basically, take
1: less time, and you don't get to see the full. You know they don't really get their time, and they don't get it in front of all of their peers. Yeah.
0: They literally yeah, yeah, get yeah. cut because everybody's doing the red carpet stuff. So you're basically receiving an award to an empty room.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. just to just as a reminder, the categories are makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, sound, documentary short subject, animated short, live action short, and most incomprehensible of all, editing. film editing.
0: Such bullshit. Especially um, when we know the power of all of these things in creating the movies we know and love.
1: I mean, Daddy just mm-hmm. talked about how important sound was in Coda. Literally.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> but they had time for we don't talk about Bruno. With Megan Lee Me Stallion, that Bruno. was such a
3: weird wait
5: wait,
2: wait what? <laughs> so oh, did did you
5: Megan I D. Stallion. That. that didn't happen. I, impromptu performed I a guest this. verse that was written five days before the Oscar. No good lord. Way.
3: Oh my god. Hold on. I need to open a zipper. I need to open a tab. What the fuck? Yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: gonna when, say they couldn't oh, get a Would
3: you would you like me to read you the lyrics, Danny? Go ahead, Cause... yeah. I'll, i mean I'll watch it later, but you can read the lyrics now. I <laughs> yeah, read the lyrics. I I'm not uh
1: Here are the lyrics. Every day all the kids want to hear is Bruno. Bruno this, Bruno that. It's the new Let It Go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God, Lynn. You see what you have done on Hollywood's (laughs) biggest night. Best in all of cinema. Magic everywhere. Stars everywhere. I need to see Oscar. Zendaya over there. Oh, no, we got Why? three hoes. These women are the best, and they kill in all the jokes. Oh, so God. many nominees, all of them are nervous. This I've seen awesome. all the envelopes. They behind the curtains. <laughs>
2: <Party all> the- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: Party all the hotties got Versace on my body. I ain't talking about... Hmm. Yeah, I'm taking all money. Believe I'm a make it. I'm coming for that gold. You can add it to my shelf Academy Award. I have to imagine that rhymes in the actual song. Maybe. Oh, no, it's time for the show. Young Tina Snow don't talk about Bruno.
3: What, Wild. What in the stand Twitter edit? I swear it, to God. <laughs> it wasn't even nominated
4: and, it, and things got cut. So there was time for that song. Oh
3: my God.
4: They, I was literally
0: they, about to make a joke about how they couldn't have gotten Amanda Palmer. <laughs> but, but I just realized that none of you were on TikTok except for Danny. And so for context, Amanda Palmer made a uh Bruno cover. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno cover that promptly went viral and gen z all learned about all the shitty things amanda palmer has done all at once oh fun <laughs> um, so that's been like something that's been going around the internet like for a while now
1: i can't i can't get over that they felt the need to one have a performance of the song two what a Add lyrics to a song that is plot-relevant.
0: They're trying to promote the Oscars because, of, because the fucking thing became a TikTok sound. <laughs> They're trying to capitalize on the TikTok sound, <laughs> well, and it didn't work.
4: What, on We Don't Talk About Bruno?
0: Yeah, if they wanted to capitalize on the TikTok sound We Don't Talk About Bruno, they should have released it before the Oscars. Well, no. That's
4: the thing is that they didn't nominate it. Disney didn't put it up for consideration because they didn't think it was going to be the popular song from the thing.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, but if the whole ver- if the whole verse is about <laughs> watching the Oscars.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. You Having a-
3: released it before the Oscars, yeah. Writing an Oscar
1: versus psychotic. Yes,
3: Well yeah, true on honestly. And <laughs> that's all the cool things that- that- I can't. <laughs>
2: Does <it> make sense? <laughs> It's
0: so, <laughs> how much you think she got paid? Had to be a bag,
1: not enough.
5: That's Disney money, right there. Yo, That's so it's true. a solid bag.
2: It the fact mean, that, that they different. had
1: time for the Megan Thee Stallion live Bruno verse, and for Chris Evans to present a trailer for
0: Lightyear.
5: Jesus. Yeah. And, for, uh, and for the good boys of BTS to talk about which Disney <laughs> movies they liked.
0: The
2: fact
1: that they had time for that, but not editing or production design is like make not makeup and hairstyling is like psychotic. Well, that's that's insane. the
4: thing. Disney made a big oofum by not realizing which one of their songs was gonna be popular.
0: They really so didn't they were, look at any TikToks at all because that's so, the only song I've heard for the past for fucking ever. It's driving me nuts. So they were well, like,
4: oh shit, we fucked up. Uh let's pay big money to get that on the stage. We'll kick yeah. something else out, it don't
1: matter. Like ABC was like you have to shorten it, and then Disney was like, Yeah, you could kick our song, or we could give you a boatload of
5: cash. Well, a reminder that ABC is owned by Disney. Oh, yeah, good point.
0: What am I saying? They said, Why don't you fucking show our shit, bitch? This is
5: all cross this is all cross promo. This said show our fucking music. Which
1: again, all of this, so much of this because Disney didn't realize Bruno would blow up before the movie came out. Which to be fair, who could? I would not guess that song. Yeah, neither would the, I. The like literal show tune. hmm <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's great. It's a good movie. It's a great song, but um Wild. Um great well, you know what else? You know what else the Oscars had time for? They had time for the fan favorite movie.
5: Don't do this. And
1: the best cheer moment of the
5: year. Don't do that. Oh, I cheered! I cheered when the Flash entered the Speed (laughs) Force.
0: I'm going to to scream and cry.
4: When Flash touched God's toes, it really made me cry.
2: The
1: fact that the, that the nominees for best cheer moment are from like thirty years and thirty years of time and oh, the winner I cheered was... when
5: Effie sung I I don't <laughs> <care>. <laughs> Oh my god. And I'm telling you I'm not going from Dream Girls two thousand five.
2: <laughs>
4: when Neo moved out of the way of those no. sharp those sharp cylinders I really, cheered. I cheered. Hey, wait, Jamie, wait a second, Jamie. Did you cheer when Neo moved out of the way of
5: those sharp, sharp cylinders? I cheered. I cheered extremely loudly. I I didn't cheer as loudly as I did when the Flash entered the Speed Force. I mean, no one's ever (laughs) cheered as loud as when Flash entered the Speed Force. Who could forget about the time that they first saw the Flash enter the Speed Force?
1: (laughs) I love that Disney decided... Well, the the, the Oscars uh, have decided to double down on Ezra Miller Flash as he very publicly breaks down.
0: <laughs> Wild.
4: They. I didn't know if they, yeah, they. they
1: ooh my bad. They
4: uh I did not know if you were gonna
5: say they It doesn't matter, they're a predator.
1: Oh yeah, my I god, mean, what? Oh, Ezra oh, yeah, Miller! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller just got like arrested Ooh, for a couple shit. different things oh. and showed up in somebody's house and like threatened a man and his wife. Oh. They are they have some real mental health problems that have not been dealt with. Real life uh,
4: home invader Ezra Miller <laughs> guys. They dress like Toad that one time, and so they can play the Flash.
2: It's I'm okay. They can the movie. Speed
5: Force.
4: They dress. <laughs> They dress like to. I do like the idea that Ezra Miller dressing like Toadette is the reason Flash can enter the Speed Force, not because uh, <laughs> the Flash has superpowers. That, that has nothing to, to do with, with it. it. It's if,
5: you, if you if you successfully
1: go like to the Internet. Met Gala, you can enter the Speed Force.
5: <laughs> I mean, That's the way it goes. Hey, hey, does anybody know the oh, way, way to enter the, the enter the Speed Force? Will AOC enter the Speed Force?
4: Hey, does anyone know how to enter the Speed Force? I've been looking on my phone for like hours, and I the like. <laughs> It keeps telling me it's, like, here, but I think it might be either on the second floor or underground.
5: Me furiously going through game facts, looking about the ways in which I can (laughs) enter the Speed (laughs) Force.
1: I don't think a movie should be nominated for an Oscar unless it tells you
5: how or shows <laughs> entering the speed force. I mean no I would does, does does Coda have a, have a, have a moment where uh, Troy Kotsur <laughs> enters the speed force?
2: <laughs> Can you tell
4: me how to get how to get to the speed force? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, I'm sure, like, drive my car is good, but it's three hours long and does anyone enter the speed force? Don't good drive your car
4: into the speed force. It's not a good
0: if nobody enters the speed force.
1: I'm sorry, hold on. Is driving a car just
5: entering the speed force? Shut shut, shut up! The moment would be called the flash drives a car. Screaming. When he clearly entered the speed force.
2: (laughs)
4: <laughs> There's actually a really tear-jerking moment where Flash enters the Speed Force in the 2003 uh, Justice League
0: show. But I'm, but actually, I'm just, yes, that is I've seen that also. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: There's
1: a really heartwarming moment in the movie The Iron Giant when the giant flies toward a missile and enters the Speed Force. <laughs>
4: Um. It's Okay, now we're entering a new bit.
5: Hold on, if Neo-Matrix had entered the Speed Force, that would have been the most fan-favorite cheeringest moment. If my favorite character, Neo-Matrix, entered the Speed
2: Force, I'm walking into bullets.
5: Uh, the idea of the bit...
4: The bit becoming talking about any sad part in any movie and changing it with entering
5: the speed <laughs> force is really good. Oh, I love when Effie entered the speed force.
3: Oh, my stomach hurts.
4: <laughs> Guys, we're going to kill Danny. Oh my
3: god. I'm at
4: the end of Memories of Murder when the detective realizes he never <laughs> got... Uh, Never caught the serial killer, because the serial killer went into the speed floor.
5: I gotta tell you, my favorite part of JFK is when Lee Harvey Oswald sends JFK to right the speed floor. <laughs> it really got to be when in Snowpiercer the train entered the speed <laughs>
2: Oh, I love the
5: moment where it's just, it's just at the beginning of Argo, uh, when um, no, a bunch of Islami- no. Islamic nationalists sent to the speed force.
0: I love the ending part of Argo where the plane launches off into the speed force. <laughs> Well, they serve
1: alcohol at the Speed Force, so that's how you know you're there. That's how you know you're there.
0: You
4: glass. The, the ending of Hereditary when he goes up into oh, no. the whole house and he enters the Speed Force.
1: <laughs> Dude, I love... My favorite part of Oscar winner Parasite is when we realize that some dude's been living in the Speed Force. <laughs>
5: David, you know, I got to say I love Mulholland Drive. I love Mulholland Drive. I love David Lynch. My favorite moment in Mulholland Drive uh is uh where uh, they are going uh they're they're going to the to this nightclub. Um and uh at the very end of the movie you go back to the nightclub and a lady with blue hair says you've entered the speed force.
4: <laughs> For the record, uh, bit uh, jokes out of the room, bits aside, Mulholland Drive is the actual only movie where anyone enters the Speed
5: Force. Oh, well, well, David, you've neglected Zack Snyder's Justice League when The Flash enters the Speed Force.
1: <laughs> Best cheer moment of, of, of I guess, the world?
0: The, what
4: were all the cheer moments?
1: I have them memorized. The cheer <laughs> moments were... Oh my God. That
0: is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally disgusting, Jamal. The
1: cheer <laughs> The cheer moments were David, Uh three Spider Men from No Way Home, okay. which happened actually last year, which is kind of nice. Uh, of course, Flash entering the Speed Force, the clear winner. Clearly, uh, Avengers Assemble, <laughs> 2019's Endgame.
0: Wild that that it's just um the further back it goes, the more my brain like stops working. <laughs>
1: It's deeply confusing. Effie White singing, I'm telling you, in Dreamgirls 2006, and of course, Neo jogic bullets in The Matrix 1999. Now, is this for like all time?
5: Can I, don't I just, understand? Oh, in all of Oscars history. Can I just
4: make a point point out something real quick? Sure. Each of these moments feels like a variation of entering the speech. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, each one is kind of a moment where a hero, or someone, like, does something, like, world-altering. And it took... And reality-bending.
5: And it took hunky genius Zack Snyder to realize that the perfect visual metaphor for that moment of decision, of heroism, is... (laughs) (laughs) or as The Flash does.
1: Well, I like that our options here think, are.
5: Do you think that
4: when Ezra Miller got arrested for breaking into someone's <laughs> they were like,
0: "I entered the speed force. I can enter anyone's house I on want." Yo, when you
5: method act too hard, no, they they didn't break into anyone's home. They just entered the speed force. <laughs>
4: they, actually, they actually came out of the speed force, and they just happened to be in someone's home in Hawaii. <laughs> That's all they they, the they
1: just wake up the and they force. they wake up and they see they see. Ezra Miller and they're going no I've gone too late or too early it's too early and they run back in and then they arrested them I mean you know it wasn't their fault I don't get how it beat I mean again this is the dumbest award in history so but I don't understand how it beat The Matrix which is like a like was such an influential moment they added it to movies for 10 years
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Endgame the the like end of a 11 year long saga, mm-hmm. no way home, 20 years of characters coming together, dream girls. Um well, the scene from Dream Girls, and,
5: and then, it's the thing that and, solidified Jennifer Hudson's career forever. Yeah, that's that.
1: true, that's true. Um like it's four geek things and then dream girls, and then the one that won. Is the Flash entrance
0: I mean- <laughs> Well, they threw one in for Black Twitter, you see, and then, <laughs> and then which of course like is the Flash entering the, the Speed, speed Force, and yeah, that that's one. That's then they were like nerds. Will give us the rest of the traction on Twitter.
1: Well, and of course the real <laughs> the real reason is that to win it was all based on Twitter, and Zack Snyder's stands were so powerful they got a remake of their movie
0: released. <laughs> exactly. Wow. They wrote, there's works. an entire book for releasing the Snyder cut.
1: I mean, remember the fan favorite movie this year was Army of the Dead, which is something that no one believes.
0: Batshit. Batshit. I mean, I enjoyed it, but batshit.
1: I mean, better that than Minamata. Like, keep Johnny Depp off my screens,
0: please. <laughs> better that than uh, the fucking other Army of the Dead movie. Uh, with, that's the prequel. <laughs>
5: Yeah, they really. Uh, what is it? It's
0: really Army of Thieves. One. Well,
2: that
5: one doesn't have the Snyder touch. That's why it pales in comparison. <laughs> well, and nobody it doesn't have a moment where anybody enters the speed force. Yeah, nobody right enters now. the speed force. I mean, there's force. no speed force. You're correct. Are they going to st- Are they
1: going to take away Will Smith's award? I'm I'm excited to see that because that'll be crazy.
5: If they take away Will Smith's award, like it's just. I mean, I won't care, but it will suck. He should get the award back just for that acceptance speech. I'm screaming. That was that was, that was a masterclass of of, of acting. He
4: when should. you're at your lowest, that when you're at your highest, that's, that's when, when the, the devil, devil comes for you.
0: <laughs> Denzel, let's go, Denzel. There's just too many awful people with awards mm-hmm. um, for me to like give a shit about. White people panicked that a black person is going to slap them. <laughs>
1: Let's give a quick shout out to Will Smith's PR person entering the speed force
0: when they got <laughs> The, uh, the
2: Oscars
0: did not throw Will Smith out of the building. Screaming, They said that was Will. a very controlled slap. It's what we would call a pimp slap. Uh,
5: <laughs> Will he walked calmly PR to his target. Very within the milieu of Big Willie style.
0: Very within uh, the realm of a pimp named Slickback.
4: <laughs> Will Smith's PR person went from sitting comfortably to in the Speed Force without even having to run just
1: within five seconds
2: they experienced the greatest
1: calling of their entire life and then they, then they killed it because if Will Smith had gotten kicked out of the Oscars it would have ruined his career Yes, and he didn't because that PR person was one with the Speed Force that's why the slap didn't fully connect with Chris
0: Rock. The PR person reversed time. They <laughs> reversed time and gave Chris a second chance to redo things. For
4: the record, on on social media, I saw a picture of a close up of Chris Rock's face, and it was like, looks like his face is padded to me. And I was like, what? Just one <laughs> out here making f- fan theories
0: about. Fan <laughs> Not people slap fan fiction.
1: The idea Chris Rock spent the entire monologue with a bunch of cotton balls stuffed <laughs> into his chin so
2: They could take the slap. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's—I think that's a good time as any to wrap up the Oscars Megasode part two. Uh, any mega-sode. final thoughts, Jess? Megasode!
0: You think Chris Rock pooped a little? <laughs> I'm <laughs> screaming. Uh, <laughs> final. Alec. If we if we go around and we do some final thoughts, uh, my final thought would be um, we didn't even cover everything crazy that happened at the Oscars. Um, this year was batshit.
1: <laughs> what did we miss? Because I believe you.
0: I feel like we missed some of the jokes that some of the other jokes that were made, um, and there were some other things that happened with some of the weird music choices.
1: Oh right, yeah. Jeez, they played Toto's Africa
3: as there like we go, Daniel Kaluuya and yeah. Uh... As what? No, as what? No, finish your what? <laughs> Danny's like, I need to be invested in this nonsense. Finish your sentence as who?
0: As British actor Daniel Kaluuya and singer her uh both won Oscars the previous we- year took the stage. Oh no. They played Toto's hit oh, song no. In Africa.
3: No. Oh god.
0: What a questionable song. Oh good
3: lord. Okay. To play. Jesus. <laughs>
0: the
1: the, uh, the Oscars musical staff entering the speed force at the exact wrong <laughs> moment there.
0: And it's one of those things where it's like if the slap hadn't happened, would we be Oof. talking about this? Yes,
1: yeah. the fact that they played Africa for her and Daniel Kalua. that's moments later. no, moments later the show also played Lila La, La Bonita by bandana when Stephanie Beatrice presented the award for Best. Oh song for my goodness Lord it's
3: just racist. Oh my god. What the f- What is- What is, what is going on? Over- what is happening?
0: Oscars is racist and clearly needs any minority at all to just, like, double check. There needs to be, like, a hotline.
3: <laughs> just to be like, hey, hold on a second. Just, like, to, like, put their hand over that, like- <laughs> To put their hand <laughs> over the other person's hand to be like, hold on. Oscar second.
5: producer uh, was the man who brought us Girls Trip, so I think oh, we are sounds- in pretty good hands.
0: Sounds about right. I mean, to be fair, I love Queen Latifah. She can do nothing wrong. Uh, but um, no, Girls Trip was not a good movie.
1: Um, maybe this was all a, sk- a stunt to like bring up Jada Pinkett Smith.
0: You know what's crazy I've seen is like the discourse where people are blaming Jada for That's manipulating insane. Will. Oh
3: my And God. for not
0: coming out right. and supporting him as like the wife. Yeah,
3: that is.
1: If there's anyone whose fault it is not in that situation, it is Jada. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, it was but- so it was so weird because people were like, ooh, let's like dissect, like, oh wait, did she laugh or was she looking at him or was she was she whispering to him? I'm like, what is wrong? <laughs> It's
0: like, what is wrong with you? It's not her body that went up and slapped someone. I know, she didn't slap Chris Rock. (laughs) And also the idea that she's like some sort of master manipulator is such a fucked up thing to say, especially in this context. Okay, so black man makes fun of disabled black woman regarding something very specific um, that re- is related to her disability and is very sensitive in their culture. Oh, but wait! You know, when violence breaks out and it's not the person who's the victim who committed it, it's still her fault somehow.
3: Yeah, it's like... Crazy. It's as if, like, it's as if, like, Will Smith, like, didn't have any, like, autonomy of his own. Like, she, like, possessed him and was like, mm, go slap Chris Rock. Like, what? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was actually Jada who entered the speed force and controlled the body of Will Smith. I can't. Ah, that sucks.
4: Yeah. In in seventh grade, I fell asleep in my, uh, science class. And my teacher at that time, Miss Newhouse Palmer, uh, I was at the back of the class. She talked to my, uh, desk mate, Garen, who's a close friend. And she said, Garen, is he asleep? And uh, Garen was like, yeah. And she goes, hit him.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) What?
4: And Garen punched me awake. I like imagining that Jada did that to
2: Smith. (laughs) Will
4: hit him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like imagining it because it's not true.
1: But that being said. (laughs) I was going to say earlier, wow, you just firing out the name of your teacher on this podcast. And then I'm like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, no, nobody cares. She told a child to hit another child. She can mm-hmm. die mad.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love if we get angry emails from one random teacher.
0: I just think it's to be clear the- we respect teachers on this podcast. She doesn't teacher. teachers. I don't know if she loves <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I support teachers and teachers' unions or whatever. Also. All Systems
1: Argo supports teachers. All teachers? Systems Argo, unfortunately, does not support teachers telling kids to hit
0: kids. Also that, yes. It's just, I'm doubling up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it important was, to
0: state our opinion. It was so funny
4: hearing Garen tell that story, because I was asleep during it. And he was like, yeah, Miss Neal's Palmer just said, is he asleep? Yeah, hit him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Garen's response
1: was, Quick statement. Just want to fire this out. It's not technically related, but David fainted at the movie Morbius.
0: (laughs) 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 Screaming!
4: (laughs) Did you know that while method acting um, for uh, Jim Carrey for uh, what what was the role for uh, Man on the Moon
5: for Andy Kaufman? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he like what was it? He like went to Andy Kaufman's family and like acted like Andy Kaufman. Around them, uh huh. And he was mean, and because Jerry the King Lawler plays himself in the movie, like Jim Carrey thought it'd be funny to like be like mean to like Jerry the King Lawler because that's what happens in the Letterman interview. But obviously, like that was like fucking a like bit. set up before. So it's just Jim Carrey being mean to a wrestler for no reason. For no
4: reason. And the like the he, yeah he, Jerry he's like he's like I I knew Andy Kaufman he was a sweet guy. <laughs> He was cool. He wouldn't have done this.
1: (laughs) He wouldn't have done this. It's pretty good. All right. Well, I think we have to cut it here. We're talking about Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon. We have
4: lost the plot.
5: We've lost the the plot of the Academy. Well, Jared Leto is an Academy Award winner.
1: And the Academy lost the plot 20 years ago. I feel like it's fine. They gave an award to Argo. That's right. That's what this podcast is about in theory. Good old, the
0: our, good old, our good old man, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. He's Bat never Fleck. entered
1: the Speed Force.
0: Not even once. Well, he can't. He's Batman. Batman doesn't have any powers because oh he's has been dumb
1: and old. <laughs> Coming after Batman.
4: No. <laughs> well, can he enter the Speed Force?
0: <laughs> Maybe with hell. I I, he know. couldn't he do it.
4: With even. Help. He couldn't even do it with help. Okay, listen. Batman's got like a cape and some boots, and that's it. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> his assisted
1: speed forcing even real is that not that even count? I don't know. It's it like, doesn't count.
0: Gonna, but it, you I felt next sad to for. I felt sad for Ben Affleck.
5: <laughs> don't
0: for two He'll- seconds.
4: He can't enter the speed force. Don't feel bad for him. He's a loser.
5: We'll never be able to cheer for him as loudly uh, as we did for the Flash when they when he enters the speed force. This is a speed force Stan account now.
0: All systems Argo is now fully about uh the speed force. Yeah, All systems on, Argo into the speed force. I mean, All we've got Argo it. All systems Argo into the speed force. That's the sequel, It's the plot. Are
1: going to call ourselves
0: speed force?
2: <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. What
4: do you think Bye, sex is everyone? like in the Speed Force? Oh, my God.
0: If this podcast helped you all systems are go into the Speed Force, let us know by leaving a five-star rating and review on the podcast app of your choosing. Shouts out to everyone who's already drinking beers with us in the Speed Force and telling everyone they know to follow and join us. A special thank you to Danny, David, and Jamie for getting together with us for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Crybaby Spices, at One Keto Tick One, and at Elefante One One One, respectively. While you're at it, follow our official account at Argopod if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, you can also follow me at justtheremix the Remix and Jamal at Jamal B Behringer. Thanks for listening. All Systems Argo was edited and processed using GarageBand, Audacity, and Ali2. All Systems Argo was produced by Ian White, Jess SL, and Jamal B. Barringer. And holy crap, Ian, this was a mega episode. Thank you so much for your editing work. The music for this episode is Breath by Zena, CC0. Now I'm going to go pray for $250 to get these Chris Roth tickets. I'll see you next time on All Systems Argo. <laughs>